Thank you. Hi, this is Bishop James Logan, senior pastor of Christian Faith you. Fellowship Church in Zion, Welcome to me. our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed Amen. by a fresh word from God every time you see church the last couple weeks, and got some people that may be a little tired. Pray for Ferris. He's not feeling well in his body and others. But somebody say, God is still God, and he's still worthy to be praised. Amen. He really is. Sometimes it's called the sacrifice of praise. Amen. Sometimes you got to praise him when you don't feel like it. You got to make yourself sing. Self-sing. Self-clap. <laughs> I feel like that right now. I was a little, little drained when I first got in here, but I thank God for anointed band and anointed singers. Come on, let's thank God. Man, that's what it's all about. Well, bless your heart. Get your Bible. Turn to Luke's Gospel, the 10th chapter. Luke chapter 10. We're going to read verses 17 through 20. Man, I feel better in Jesus already. I got to thinking about how good God has been. I realized I didn't have no reason to be tired. Luke chapter 10, are you, are you there? Amen. Amen. I'm just going to say this because it's in my spirit and I'm so happy. It's good to see Pastor George and Regina Moore in the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. It's, just, it's all good. All right. All right. All right. I just had to get that out so I can get into the word now. So I'm doing. All right. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, begin. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Verse 20, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your divine and glorious presence. I thank you for doing in us, among us, and through us only what you can do. We give no credence to any other spirit but the Holy Spirit. We will be ministered to by your divine spirit. We will be filled, healed. We will get understanding, revelation, and be empowered to go out and make a change in this world. I thank you for anointing the speaker, anointing the ears of your people to hear, their hearts to receive, so you can get the precious fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Bless all of you that are watching on social media. We're continuing our teaching, our discussion, if you will, on the, excuse me, the body of Christ titled, We the Body. Somebody say, We the Body of Christ. There are some things that the Lord is impressing upon me that we, as the body of Christ, need to understand a lot more clear. And here's a principle. There's probably two or three, but there's one primary in this teaching that I want to bring your attention to. So notice here, the 70 had been walking with Jesus, and Jesus breathed on them and empowered them and sent them out two by two, which is, uh, there's a revelation in that. Don't go to the bar by yourself talking about I'm going back to witness. Take somebody with you. Amen. 
You be, you be still there drunk at the end of the day by yourself. So anyway, so they, he sent them out two by two. And the Bible says they came back rejoicing because demons were subject to them. They came back rejoicing because they were casting out devils and, and the powers of darkness were submitted to them. And Jesus says, I beheld Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And then he says, of course, the famous scripture, verse 19, behold, I give unto you power. And he has given us all power. Somebody say, we have power. power. Amen. If you're saved and spirit-filled, you have power over the enemy. I thought somebody would say something after that. But then Jesus says something that I've not heard a lot of people talk about or discuss, at least over the pulpit. In verse 20, he says, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. Don't get excited because demons are subject to you. Don't, don't get too excited about the supernatural. Don't, don't get too excited about raising the dead and cleansing the leper. All those things are important. They happen. But Jesus t- says to them and he says to us, don't rejoice. Don't praise me over that. He says, rejoice. Praise me because your names are written in heaven. Those in the body that are here and watching that have allowed God to use them in the supernatural realm, signs, wonders, and miracles, you know how intoxicating it can be. This is news to some of y'all. The anointing can be intoxicating. If you don't handle it right, it could give you the big head. There's a few people to understand where I'm going. Hmm. Exercising spiritual power can be intoxicating. The ability to take control over unclean spirits in the spirit realm can produce, if we're not careful, in us an attitude of self-importance. Please hear me. This is why some people who don't understand this chase after gifts. They go to the service because they got a gift. (laughs) Jesus says the main reason for us rejoicing is because our names are written in heaven. The primary thing every believer needs to be excited about is the fact that our name is written in heaven. Now, the reason I believe many of us don't get excited about that is because we don't know what that means. It's hard to get excited about something you don't understand or you don't know the full meaning and or manifestation of. Let me build the case. To have our names written in heaven means the king of kings, the creator of the universe, saw fit to record our name. (laughs) 
people only write things in a book that they want to record and remember. Important things are written in books. I remember in the old days, <laughs> I can say that now, when, when we used the checkbook, on the other side was a ledger where you wrote down the date that you wrote the check, how much the check was, who it was written to, because that was important information. For God to write your name, Tell somebody you don't know how important you are, but you're about to. You're about to find out just how important you are. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. God. Now, we don't know. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say whether God himself wrote our name or had our name written. It, it really doesn't matter. Because the fact that your name is recorded is an indication of how important you are. I don't know who's been lied to all week long. I don't know who got beat up on social media and people talked about you and said you weren't. I don't know who got demoted or who didn't get the promotion or who didn't get the whatever. I came this morning to tell you, you may not be important to somebody else, but you are so very, very important to God. If you are a part of the body of Christ, your name is written in heaven and you are extremely important. And I break the spirit of rejection and abandonment off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I'm important to God. My name is written in heaven in eternity. You may take me off your list. You may defriend me. But God will never defriend me. Uh, the king of the universe wrote my name in one of his books. You know what else that means? <laughs> we'll get into a little bit more deeper later. But because God writes our names in heaven, it means we are citizens of heaven. See, some of us don't understand that like people that come here from other countries and seek asylum and seek the freedom and the liberties that America has. If your name is not, see, I had to go get my license renewed. I had to get my, I know, it, I know, so I ain't gonna get in that. But I, 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 was, I had to get my license renewed. But how many of you know if I would have went and my name wasn't written in Illinois, I could never get an Illinois license? No matter how nice I was, how much money, uh, who are you, where you live? We have no record of you, sir. We cannot authorize you to drive. See, when you are authorized and recognized as a citizen of a country, then all rights and privileges of that, of that city or country belong to you. You need to know because your name is written in heaven, you got heavenly benefits. You need to begin to draw from your heavenly benefits. Stop complaining about who on earth won't do you right. God will do you right. 
because you're a citizen of heaven. You're a citizen of the kingdom. Your name is written. Some of our foreign brothers and sisters, they really understand that. They come from places where it wasn't too good. And they love the rights and privileges they get as a citizen of this country. You and I need to understand that as citizens of the kingdom. That's why we read our Bible. This is why we come to Bible study, to learn what it means to be a citizen of the kingdom. To learn what it means to be the body of Christ. Revelation 20, man, verse 12. Revelation 20 and 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. Somebody say books. books. Say it again, say books. The books were open (laughs) and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. God has books on you and me. (laughs) God got some books. Everything you and I have ever done. Is in a book. You, you know we can't hide from God. You know that, don't you? Let me say it another way. You know the stuff you didn't say you, you, re, you didn't repent from because nobody saw you don't mean God didn't see you. Let me say that again. You know, the stuff that you didn't repent from because you didn't think anybody saw you. It's in the book. It's in the book. Some say it's called the book of memories. Everything you did is written in God's books. I imagine it's got your name on it. Say your name. Some of y'all would say nothing. It don't matter if you don't say your name. God already know you. It's already written about you. Everything you did with yourself. The good we've done and the bad, it's all written. It's all recorded. It's all recorded. (laughs) Yeah, Malachi chapter 3, verses uh, 16 through 18, talk about the book of remembrance. So, let's, let's go to Daniel chapter 12. Let's do that first. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. And at that time, the time of the end, shall Michael stand up, the great prince of Israel, which stands for the people of God in the time of trouble. At that time, the people shall be delivered and everyone that shall be found written in the book. Verse two. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Verse three. And they that be wise, hear this. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Let me just throw this out here. They that be wise, he that winneth souls is wise. This is who he's talking about. This isn't just knowledge and wisdom about times and events. And No, no, no. This is soul winners. They that win souls shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Because in the kingdom, the people that are wise win souls. He goes on to say, and they shall turn many to righteousness. That's what he's talking about, as the stars forever and ever. 
So you got people who don't win souls. You got people who aren't in covenant with God that are going to wake up to shame and everlasting contempt. See, what we need to understand is, oh, man. Should I, get, should I go? Should I go there now? Let's, let's not go there right now. Proverbs 11.30 is the scripture that says, he that winneth souls is wise. See, there's a glory. There's a glory, my brothers and sisters. There's a glory that God reserves for the body of Christ. There's a glory that is on no other group, no other entity, no other nation, community. There's a glory on the body of Christ like no other entity, no other organization. This is who we are. Because we are the ones that labor to build his kingdom. Uh, it's very much like working for one of the top Fortune 5 corporations in the world. Because they are, have so much success, they have a lot of money and resources, so they probably take better care of their employees. The benefits are better, the pay is better, the work environment is better. You need to understand, because you and I work for the Lord, you better get some of your benefits. You better quit playing. You better quit crying. You better, come on, you better recognize who you're working for. You work for the king of kings. You, you work to build the kingdom, an everlasting kingdom. There's no reason for you to be sick, broke, confused, and broke down. There is no entity on the planet more glorious than the church. Why do you think the devil don't want you to come to church? Why do you think the world runs the church down to make the church look bad to you? Because if you're not a part of the church, oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself. I ain't going to do it. Psalm 39, 16. Verse 16 and 17. Psalm 39. Your eyes saw me when I was only a fetus. Oh, we going there. Mm hmm. Heard the voice of Jesus say, Yeah, that's my old Baptist roots, that Dr. Watts. That, that, that was back in 1972 before abortion came along. When people understood God saw the fetus. Fetus is recognized by God. I don't care what you say. I'm in the book. It can be your... Okay. Y'all were here Friday night. You heard what Pastor G. Craig said. So let's read the Bible. Your eyes saw me when I was only a fetus. Every day of my life was recorded in your book before one of them had taken place. Did you hear what the Bible says? God wrote down what we are to do before we were born to do it. Jesus. You don't know what that means. Let me help you. God wrote down. I love you. You just, I just, Alpha, you just right there. Your name is Alpha. You know what I'm saying? You're just a wonderful lady. You're just Alpha. Just, you know, that means beginning. You just, God wrote down Alpha. And he wrote in Alpha's book everything you would do before you did it. 
He did that for you. What's your name again? He did that. He did that for James. Here's the thing. We have been predestinated or predestined. So when God wrote down my book, James, in that before I was born, James is supposed to pastor. James is supposed to marry Deborah. They're supposed to have Cameron and Lexus. He's supposed to pastor church here, be a bishop, do this, that, and the third. And he's got to do these. these are, this, is, this is what James is supposed to do. What God does is he compares at the end, he compares what I really did with what I was supposed to do. That's what he says. Everything we were supposed to do, he wrote it down before. Before we were born. That means there's some stuff you need to know that you're supposed to do. Because if you don't do it, you're not walking by faith. And this is one of the ways God blots your name out of his book. We're going to get there in a minute. You don't want God to blot your name out. Tell your neighbor, you don't want God to blot your name out of the book of life. You don't want, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want God to blot your name out of his book because you're so doggone rebellious and so selfish that you're going to do what I want to do. And I don't care what that preacher said. I don't want to be in church. I don't want to serve God. I don't want to win souls. What about my soul? You need to find out what God wrote about you. We do that through prayer, reading, fellowshipping with him and letting the Holy Ghost lead and guide us into all what? Truth, the truth about who you really are. Some of us are living a lie. That ain't who you really are. Hmm. Verse 16 again, Psalm 39. 139, rather. Psalm 139, verses 16 and 17. Your eyes saw me when I was only a fetus. Every day of my life, every day of my life, every day of my life was recorded in your book before one of them had even taken place. Verse 17. How precious are your thoughts. What God wrote in our book about us are his thoughts. Remember what he said in Jeremiah? I know the thoughts. Thoughts I have. Oh, Lord. I know what I'm thinking about you. I know the anointing on your life. I know the gifts I gave you. That's why I gave them to you, because there are some things you're supposed to do with the gifts I gave you and the thoughts I have towards you. Why are you rejecting my thoughts and grabbing a hold of the world's thoughts? Why are you letting other people tell you who you are when I wrote down who you are before you were born? What did he tell Jeremiah? Before you were in your mother's belly, I knew you. Why don't we want to know what God really thinks of us? Because his thoughts are what? Precious. Priceless. What God thinks of you is priceless. There is no thought on earth in the universe greater concerning you than what God thinks about you. When you start learning, hear me, write this down. When we begin to value and learn what God thinks about us, what other people think about us impacts us less and less. Call me bald head. I don't care. 
I know what God think about this bald head dude. You see, my friends, my brothers and my sisters, God knows the end at the beginning. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's how he can record them in his book. Yeah. God's thoughts are his eternal purpose for us. God has an eternal purpose for you and I. The most satisfied people on the planet are the people that discovered what God's purpose for them is, and they do that. You'll never be happy or happier than somebody doing what God created them to do. It's like living, well, we're next to Lake Michigan, living near the ocean, and constantly watching uh, cardinals fly out of the sky and dive into the ocean and try to swim. Like, what are they doing? You look beautiful while you're flying in the sky. The water is not your thing. Tell somebody, don't do your thing, do his thing. We look crazy doing our thing. You're going to struggle trying to do your thing. It's going to be hard for you doing your thing. The way of a transgressor is hard. You look real good if you're supposed to fly. And you look real crazy with your wings in the water. Having our names written in heaven is being chosen by God to be a part of his body, to be a part of the bride of Christ, to be chosen. Please understand, to be chosen, to have your name written. God chose you. I mean, just in the time in which we live, they say there's about 8 billion people. Out of 8 billion people, God chose you. That... God saved you. I don't know why we ain't glad we saved. I don't know why folk don't act like they saved. I don't know why people ain't praising God because they saved. Because God chose you. He wrote your name down. He chose you. That's why we're called the elect. Hallelujah. That's why we're called the elect. See, 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 I'm getting excited. See, see, we're in this, we're in this, we're in this this midterm political season and everybody trying to get elected. And 99.9% .9 of them lying. Because folk will do anything to get elected. Won't they? But you need to rejoice because you're already elected. You're already chosen. You don't have to campaign. Your praise ain't a campaign. Your worship ain't a campaign. You're already selected. You should just praise him. You don't have to campaign. You don't have to lie. I'm feeling radical now. I'm feeling radical now. I ain't going to start nothing, but I feel like telling you, tell somebody sitting down, say, what's wrong with you? But don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. They're going to get it. They're going to they gonna catch up. I don't have to campaign. My praise ain't campaigning. God, here I am. He already know me. I don't have to campaign. 
I'm already chosen. That's why we rejoice. That's why we rejoice. Because we're already chosen. Ephesians 1. Verses 3. Well, let's just see how far we how far we go. Blessed be the God and Father (laughs) of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heaven. Where we're citizens, where your name is recorded. So when you pray, and I'm sure they got Wi-Fi in heaven. Probably 7G. So soon as you start praying and they recognize your voice, oh yeah, you're a citizen. Yeah, they're a citizen. Listen to their prayer. Whatever they need, angels are ready and to get dispatched to send it to you because your name is written in heaven. You got access, my brother. You got access to everything in the heavenly places. That's why you celebrate God. You, you, you remember in the Bible, the seven sons of Sceva? They was trying to do what they saw everybody else doing, trying to cast out devils. And the demon said, um, hmm, we checked the records. Paul, we know his name is recorded. Jesus' name, his name is shown up recorded. Yo, we ain't got no record of you. We have no record of you. You can't talk to us. You have no power over us. You are just dirt trying to pretend to be something great. See, you need to thank God that your name is written in heaven because demons are a, woo, demons are afraid of you because of where your name is recorded. Verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before. Before the foundation of the world. God chose us in him before the world messed us up. Mm -mm -mm. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5, having done what? Predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. God chose me because he liked me. Listen, listen, listen. God chose you because he liked you. It don't make no difference who don't like you, who don't think you deserve to be saved, who know what your life was like in the God chose you because he wanted you. It don't make no difference what anybody else says and what you did and they won't forgive you. God has forgiven you and he chose you. Get over it. Get over it. He chose you. Get over it. He chose you. Get over it. Look at somebody say, get over it. He chose you. Stop telling God, I don't know why you chose me. Get over it. He chose you. Rejoice. I don't know why he chose me either, but I'm happy about it. 
I couldn't do this now if I was one. Why he chewed me? Can I preach? Can I do? I don't know if I deserve to be up there. Somebody else need to. Man, skip that. I got the mic. Because he chose me. Got nothing to do with it. He chose me. And I said, yes. Somebody say yes to his choice. Yes, you chose me. Yes, you saved me. Yes, you anointed me. Yes, you delivered me. Yes, you're blessing me. Get over it. We be the body. I know that's not good English. English teachers don't. I'm just. Verse 55 again. Having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse 6. To the praise. To the praise of his glory. When we begin to praise God simply because he chose us, it glorifies God. But you know what else? It glorifies us. We get to share in his glory when we realize he chose us in him. Tell somebody, I'm in him. (laughs) God the Father chose us to be the bride of his son. He chose us to be the bride of Christ. So we are celebrated along with Christ as his bride. That's why the the imagery of marriage in Scripture is so beautiful and glorious. Because we're supposed to learn who we are as the bride of Christ as we see men, husbands rather, loving their wives like Christ loved the church. Your wife is supposed to look good. Even if your tennis shoes is, is several years old. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna breeze through this because I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to come here like this. Listen, 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 my brothers. I know it's a different world. Some of y'all brothers be getting groomed way more than your wife. It costs $600 to get your hair braided. You can't even get her hair done. Come on, bruh, come on, man. You got designs cut all in your head. Your, your wife. Come on, bruh. All right, I ain't going to go no further than that. Husbands are to glorify their wives. Our wives make us look good. Okay, okay, I just heard somebody say something. I heard this in the spirit. Yeah, Reverend, you don't know my wife is expensive. Well, 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 um, good. Make you work hard. Make you think about where you're spending all your money, man. Your wife, is she expensive? You got enough Jordans anyway. Take care of that girl. You married her? Oh, she's expensive. You should have known that she was expensive before you married her. <laughs> the Father chose up, chose us to be the bride of Christ. Tell somebody, and we expensive. <laughs> See, you, you you don't even know how how expensive you are as the church. Come on, look how needy the church is. 
I'm talking about the church universal. Look how needy the church is. The church is needy. We got false prophets, false pastors. We got folk in the church lying, sleeping with each other. The church is needy. And Jesus ain't divorced us yet, has he? Because you're special. Tell somebody I'm special. Jesus hasn't divorced us. We don't pray like we should. We don't worship. We don't serve like we should. We don't give like we should. But God keep, keep blessing us, don't he? Don't he? Don't he? Come on now. He keep blessing us. Mm-hmm. Because we're his body. He loves us. Paul says in Ephesians 5, no man, no husband yet hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it. God doesn't hate us. Jesus doesn't hate us. We're his church. We're his bride. We're his body. He's right now nourishing and cherishing us right now in this very moment. Let me finish this message. So, since we are so loved, please understand the scripture. Romans 8, I believe. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that be in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. Jesus didn't choose us and prepare to marry us and then turn around and say, you stank, your hair's jacked up, your breath stank, your clothes. No, no, no. We look good and he's working to make us look better. So there's no condemnation in the body of Christ. So we come into his presence with joy. That's why we have praise and worship. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Why? Because he chose me. We, we really need to understand that when we walk through the doors of a church, that's a privilege. That's a privilege. It's proof I know I was chosen to come here. Was, mm, I'm not going to go into that. Like I said, there's nothing greater in, on earth than the body of Christ. There's no, excuse me, institution, no nation, no community. There's no entity anywhere greater than us. The, not the UN, not Russia, America, whatever. Nobody. You know why I can say that emphatically? Because my Bible tells me that every nation is going to fall. Every nation is going to fall. Only the kingdom of God lasts forever. Revelation 3, 5. He that overcometh. Somebody say overcometh. He that overcometh. This is in Revelation 3, verse 5. He that overcomes. That, that, the overcome there means those that are chosen 
elect, called, know they are a part of the body, and overcome. Overcome what? Every obstacle spirit that tries to tell you you're not saved. You're, God doesn't love you. God's not going to use you. You're not anointed. Leave that. Come over on my side. Every person that overcomes all the temptations of the enemy to snatch you out of the body of Christ, if you overcome, then you'll be clothed in white raiment. As sure as you and I are standing or sitting and I'm standing every day throughout the day, the enemy is trying to pull you out of the body through offenses. Somebody came Friday night and they didn't get hugged, didn't get a picture with Pastor G or somebody and they, they offended. Right now, they're still offended. That's a, that's, that's a tactic of the enemy to pull you out of the body. Somebody parked in your parking space. Somebody honked at you wrong. They walked by you and didn't speak. All these little bitty things and bigger things are designed to pull you out of the body. He talked too strong. He talked too long. He don't talk strong enough. He don't talk long enough. He don't pronounce his I-N-G's. Lord, y'all made me thirsty. He, again, Revelation 3, 5. He that overcometh. Somebody say, I must overcome. Whatever you're facing right now, you must overcome it because if you don't, something else is coming before Thanksgiving and it'll pile up on you and you got to overcome that. So you might as well make up your mind today. I'm overcoming every art, every issue, every fear, all doubt, all hurt, all pain, all disappointment. I'm going to overcome because I'm an overcomer. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name from the book of life. That tells you again, just because your name starts out in the book of life doesn't mean it's going to stay in the book of life. In order for it to stay, you got to stay an overcomer. Oh, yes. You can't get up and testify like this here. Thank you, Lord, for being saved, sanctified to this day. I was on drugs for 15 years, and the Lord delivered me. And you stayed delivered six months, and you back on drugs, been on drugs, going to church for the last five years. You ain't overcame. You ain't overcame. Oh, I thank the Lord being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. God is keeping me. You was just in the bed with somebody that wasn't your wife last night. You ain't an overcomer. Your name might get blotted. There may be a blotcher over your name right now. Bow your heads, please. Bow your heads, please. Please, right now. Father, this is not condemnation. This is for repentance. 
This is to steer your people to repentance, not penance, but repentance, not penance, not just being sorry, but being godly sorry and turning from that sin that they claimed you delivered them from. Help us be the body that you called us to be in Jesus' name. He says, he that overcomes, we got to stay in the overcoming mode. You can't just get, I'm just tired of being saved. I'm just, so, I'm just tired. Get tired and get over it. Said that when I first got up here. Overcome so your name stays written. Because your name being written speaks of your eternal citizenship and fellowship with God. I wouldn't want to just be saved and, and have, uh, 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 how do I want to say this, intermittent fellowship with God in church. And then in the end, I go to hell. But I sure had some good church for 20 years. I felt the glory every now and then, man, that choir we had. Then you go bust hell wide open for the eternity because you didn't let your name get blotted out. She was playing. Having your name written by God means you exclusively belong to God. Write that down. You belong to God. God wrote your name. You belong to me, God says. You, 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 we belong to God. We, I don't think we really, really get it. Because again, the emphasis over several generations, maybe even more, hundreds of years, maybe even a millennia or so, the emphasis has been the church you belong to. What church you go to. Not what you're part of the body, but what church. The emphasis is your denomination or your particular fellowship. So we've lost or not gotten a fuller understanding of what it means to be a part of the body. Universal. Mm. We belong to God. Watch this. Watch this. Every member of this church, we are members one of one another of the body of his flesh and of his bones, what Paul says. But you don't belong to James and Deborah Logan. Don't, don't ever think that. That's, that's, that's biblically inaccurate. That'll get you in trouble. We all belong to God. See, David understood this. <laughs> he talks about the book of the living. And David asked God <laughs> to... Blot out all the names of his enemies. Blot them out of your book and only remember the righteous. David prayed that. David prayed that prayer. Because David understood there's a difference between those that are part of the body of Christ and those that are not. Let me say that again. But let me say it differently. <clears throat> My brothers and sisters that are a part of the body. Stop treating unsaved people like they're a part of the body. 
No, 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 you missed it. I didn't tell you not to love them. See, don't stop tripping. Stop. See, you, 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 you need some teaching. They need to know there's a different. Let me just say another way. Let me say uh, I think American Express, the, the, the credit card company, used to have a, 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 a commercial. Membership has its privileges. Come on, somebody. We don't need to let the world think you equal with us. Forgive me, ace to the null. I done already told you there's no entity anywhere in the universe like the church. Nobody is equal to the church. I'm not going to treat you bad, but I'm not going to let you think you're the same as me because God chose me. God, so you need to let God choose you. You need to let me introduce you to him so you can be a part of this. That's what the Bible says. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. Paul, the apostle in the book of Romans, I think it's the 11th, 9th, 11th chapter. He talks about how God has turned his back on the Jews and is using the Gentiles to make them jealous. You and I should be making the world jealous. How we live should make folk, I'm going to, what you doing? What book you reading? Where you, what you say? I'm following you. Where you going? Amen. What's so special about you? You always get promoted. You never get laid off. What's so special about this is what it means to be a part of the body. Well, I got to finish. Revelation 17, 8. The beast that thou saw was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder. Watch this now. Whose names were not written in the book of life. So then that tells you and I. There are people that we mingle and work with every day. Their names were never written. Reminds me of Matthew 13. When the, uh, the, 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 the king has his servants sow good seed, they wake up the next day and there's tears because the enemy had sown seed. In other words, everybody ain't saved. And some folk can't get saved. Their names were never written. See, this is why we need the gifts of the Spirit, primarily discernment today. Because you'll think somebody is saved that was never saved. And you'll follow them to church or to their church, and they're doing signs, wonders, and miracles, but they ain't even saved. This is hard for some of y'all, but you need to hear this. I'm telling you the truth out of the scripture. I'm, let's go further. I'm going to show you. See, God is omniscient, which means he knows everything, which means he can't learn and he can't forget. So he doesn't really need a book. So. 
three things going on here. You've got people that are part of the body whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life before we were born and did anything. Then you have people whose names were never written. They're the children of the devil. They can't be saved. Some can, some can't. And then you've got those that their names were written, but they didn't live up to walk by faith and stay faithful to the Lord, so their names are blotted out. This is what we've learned so far. Now, what you need to understand as I get ready to close is we're living in the last of the last days. So we then have the benefit of foreknowledge through the revelation of the scriptures. <laughs> God blots out the names of people who turned their backs on Jesus because, again, their names were originally written, but they didn't live the life worthy of their election or their calling. They refused. Hear this. Hear me. Hear me. I'm going to say some things. Hear me by the Spirit. Write it down. Pray about it if you don't get it. People who refuse to be the bride of Christ. Mm. Tell somebody, you know, it's an arranged marriage. It's an arranged marriage. You can't get out of it unless you get out of it. So those of us that were elected, those of us that were chosen to be a part of the body of Christ are also the bride of Christ, which means in the consummation of all things, we will be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's in the book of Revelations in the end time. At that time, we become one with Christ and we live with him in his kingdom and on earth forever. New Jerusalem. Now, but the people that were either never, uh, names were never written or those whose names were blotted out, they're not marrying Jesus. They're going, I'm going to say this now. They have a same-sex attraction. Because you're going to marry the great whore. The great harlot. It's the same. See, you're, we are spoken spiritually in the feminine gender. That's why we marry a masculine God. But if you don't want to marry a masculine God, you so twisted and perverted, you and the feminine are going to be attracted to a, a, a same-sex feminine whore called the whore of Babylon. Either you're going to live with Jesus in eternity or you're going to be with Babylon, the great whore that deceived the nations. So who do you want to be married to? Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You love one. Listen, 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 please. There ain't no such thing as I'm saved, but I'm struggling. Either you saved or you ain't saved. <laughs> ain't no halfway saved, three quarters saved, four fifths saved. Either you part of the body or you're not. 
And we're living, my brothers, my sisters, please hear, we're living in a time and season. You need to make up your mind. First Corinthians, give you some Bible for this. I'm almost finished. First Corinthians 6, listen to this, 15 and 16. Note, this is Paul, of course, the apostle. Know ye not that your bodies are members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. Verse 16. What? Know ye not that he that is joined to a harlot is one body? For the two, he saith, shall be one flesh. <clears throat> Second Corinthians eleven twelve or eleven two. For Paul says, I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused you. Somebody say, espoused us. Say it out loud. Say, he's espoused us. That means he has joined us. He's engaged us. He promised us in marriage to Jesus. Those of us that are the body of Christ, Paul promised us to Jesus. Satan can't have you. The world, Babylon, shouldn't have you or me because we're promised to Jesus. Can I say this to you? Say, yeah, I'm going to say anyway. Just say, yeah. Get out the nightclub. Stay out the club. You ain't going to go to hell because you're in the club, but you're going to eventually start two-timing Jesus. Ain't nobody, ain't no man, and I know it's different today than my generation, but, but, but my girlfriend can't be going to the club without me. What? Where, where, where are you going without me? See, there, there's certain places if you're married and promised to Jesus, you can't go because he don't go there. How you going to go somewhere that Jesus don't go and you're going to marry him and be with him for eternity? You're going to make Jesus like Jesus ain't never like the nightclub just because you. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus never liked the nightclub. Okay. For I am jealous over you, Paul says, with a godly jealousy. This is about God. For I have espoused you. I joined you. I engaged you. I hooked you up in the spirit realm to one husband. One. Somebody say one husband. He says that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. The world shouldn't have his hands all over you, touching you. And you belong to Jesus. Are you kidding me? So if we finish, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus says, Jesus says this. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, Shobo Sheta, I added that, that was made in the scripture, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, <laughs> will enter the kingdom of heaven. He goes on to say, many, somebody say many, many. 
That's a whole lot of folk. Many shall say, Lord, we have prophesied in your name and was accurate. We cast out devils and they went and done many miracles in your name. Verse 23, Jesus says, I will profess in your face. I will tell them to their face. I never knew you. Your name wasn't written. I don't know you. I checked the register. Your name is not written in heaven. I don't know you. The Father don't know you. Holy Ghost don't know you. Angels don't know you. Heaven don't know you. But wait a minute. They prophesied. They cast out devils. They did signs, wonders, and miracles. Oh, we got to remember our foundational scripture. Jesus said, don't rejoice over that stuff. Rejoice because your name is written. See, my brothers and sisters, in short, we got to wake up. Stop chasing gifts. Stop following everybody that can tell you your address, and you already know where you live anyway. <laughs> now, again, I'm not against prophecy. I prophesy. We prophesy. Don't get it twisted. We prophesy. But if you fall in love and overemphasize the spiritual gifts, you won't know whose name is written and whose name is not. And you could find yourself following somebody for years and years and years and maybe at the last find out they were false or maybe never find out and lead your children into that mess because you're rejoicing over the wrong thing. You and I need to understand what it means to be the body of Christ, what it means to have our names written in the Lamb's book of life, because Jesus clearly tells some people that did great works for him, I don't know you. I don't know you. We have no relationship, no covenant relationship. Signs, wonders, and miracles are not proof that's a man or woman of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Signs, wonders, and miracles are not proof it's a man or woman of God. The only proof is that their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. <coughs> that lets you and I know, as the scripture says, I think in Romans 8, 29, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. But not only that, but the devil has children he empowers to do lying, what the King James calls, lying signs, wonders, and miracles. Those things are not proof a person is a kingdom citizen. We need to know what kingdom you represent before I give you authority to speak into my life. Hmm. 
So Jesus said, you did all that stuff, but you were never joined to me. So then who were they joined to? And who was empowering them to do the signs, the wonders, the miracles? Who empowered them? Who gave them the gift of prophecy? Who let them see into your life? If it wasn't God, who was it? Everyone stand on your feet, please. I'm done. Bow your heads, too, when you stand, please. We are the body of Christ. It means so much more than many of us have studied and come to realize. But through these series of messages, wake us up, God, to righteousness. Let illumination, the light of your word, penetrate every dark area in our soul. Illuminate your word. Let the illumination of your word produce revelation. Reveal to us in this dark hour who we are so the light of your glory can penetrate every dark space we enter so people can see there's a difference between the holy and the profane that we indeed are your people, the sheep of your pastor. Today, Father, by the power of your word and spirit, bring us to our higher place. Lord, lift us up where we belong. Take us from this earth realm Bound by earthly thoughts and earthly things. You said in Colossians, set your affection on things above where our citizenship is. We've got to pull some things down. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Show us how to bind and loose properly. Show us what we need to allow to... to happen on earth that's permissible and let it be done that's happening in heaven and show us how to stop the things that should not take place on earth because they cannot take place in heaven. You've given us your body that authority. Show us, teach us how to use it, how to walk in it. There are children we need to protect. There are children we need to protect, innocent children. We can't put them in environments where there is darkness and demonic activity and we do not discern it. Families need to be protected. There are young families, innocent and ignorant of your word, that are following false prophets and false teachers and are being led astray because they have not heard the truth. Father, help us today. We submit to your will. We're your body. We're your bride. We will not walk in rebellion against you. We will submit to your word. 
because you're coming back for a glorious church not a jacked up twisted perverted uh, church full of foolishness fornication and gambling and lying and debauchery you're coming back for a glorious church that's us let your glory be revealed in us because we have this treasure hey God in earthen vessels hey shut up that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. We reject our earthly wisdom and earthly power and we depend upon the dunamis and the exousia power that you gave us in Acts and Luke chapter 10. You gave us powers over all the powers of the enemy. Hey God, hallelujah. And you said nothing shall by any means hurt us. This is who we are as your body. We choose to walk in it because the path of the righteous burns brighter and brighter until the perfect day. If you're not saved after all of that, raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Make no mistake about it. This is where you raise your hand. This ain't where you think you know you saved, you ain't saved. Raise your hand. It's just that simple. If you're backslidden, if you walked away from God, you got to come home, raise your hand. Raise it. Raise it. Either you're with God or you're not. It's just that simple. All right, then. The Lord bless you and keep you. The last thing I need to do then is get you to rejoice. Come on now. If, 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 after everything you just heard, that's... I know there's a level of rejoicing greater than that after what you just heard. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our names are written. We are kingdom citizens. We have all the rights and privileges of every other being in heaven. Woo! Yes. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.